Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello, is Melanie available? Barely here, but speaking. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean barely here? Is that kind of weak? Oh my God. Well, I, I think I've been, you know, like on the verge of being sick, but like nothing's actually happening, but I've been in bed at like 6.30 or falling asleep basically with the kids for like three nights out of this week. And then I fell asleep again during bedtime and I woke up in like a panic wondering if I missed our night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? You fell asleep tonight? I did fall asleep tonight and then I woke okay. up and I was so groggy. I had a can of ginger ale, some chocolate and some chips to like wake myself up. <laughs> Yeah, that's the breakfast of champions that gives anybody the energy they need to survive. So if you crash by the end of the podcast, you'll know why. Because like right now I'm super hyped. Oh, got it. Got it. That that's poo. But I really hate it when that happens when you're trying when you're almost getting sick and you're not getting sick. You're like, just get sick so I can get better, body. <laughs> just figure it out. You know, if maybe I'm just exhausted. I don't know what it is, but I've just been like crashing and burning at like 630. <laughs> yeah, you're probably like very, very tired. But hopefully, you know, this will <laughs> this will in conjunction with all the junk you had, this'll this'll wake you up and make you feel <laughs> So good. Um, Okay, so last week, remember how I started talking about how much I love Chase? And Chase is, like, so (laughs) amazing. So this week is the week that Johnny just suddenly decides that he wants to listen to our podcast. Like, Uh legit. (laughs) Like, legit listening to it. So I get a text message being like, hey, at work, my regular, like, hockey podcast isn't out yet so I'm actually gonna like I'm listening to yours and I'm just like oh my gosh that makes me so happy that you're listening and then I get a follow-up text message like Chase huh because I'm already obsessed with uh, one of the guys on Riverdale and that's already a thing and so I'm like oh crap I'd completely forgotten about what we had talked about and he would like me to make a correction because I had stated that he barely watches General Hospital he feels that he more than barely watches General Hospital that he watches enough he doesn't watch whole episodes and he doesn't watch them with me like he has not watched one episode with me he doesn't know other than like what I tell him but he wants everyone to know that he I can't believe I'm saying this because he's gonna listen to it this week anyway (laughs) I'm gonna stop talking he wants credit let's give him credit (laughs) I mean he knows the characters for sure so but whatever I'm just gonna stop stop talking or I'm just gonna get myself in trouble later on this week so there was a lot Okay, this week was so strange because there was a lot happening, but at the same time, I felt like they were feeding me at a really decent pace. Like, as the week was going, I was like, thanks for not bombarding me with Oscar's crap. Thanks. (laughs) But it comes back later. So they did give us all the storylines, but there were certain ones that they really held off till the end of the week. So Oscar was held off till the end of the week. Kiki and Griffin was held off till the end of the week. So I don't know. I I kind of... uh... I appreciate that. I appreciate the pace of this week. What did you think? That's a good point because I found last week, I think we were just so high strung on the fact that we knew something was going to happen or somebody was going to get killed off the show that it just made me sort of like everything was just happening so fast and all at the same time and then all of that. So yeah, I, I do agree that this week was like very paced out and I loved the stories that were highlighted this week. Like I laughed a lot this week. 
Okay, so before we start talking, I have to say this. So last night, I, I go to watch Grey's Anatomy, and I am floored when I see that the nurse on screen is Mary Pat. Clearly, she was playing a different character, but I was just like, <laughs> you know, she just gotten killed off of GH, and then I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mary Pat is alive and well, everybody. So that was really funny to see her on another show so quickly after she had just finished her piece on General Hospital. So I just throw that out there. That was like super, super funny. So I'm going to give you an option. Do you want to start talking about the election and Spencer, or do you want to start talking about the Mary Pat investigation? Spencer. So what was this kid thinking? Uh, oh my gosh, that was God. so huge. Like, it's it's like he's just trying to dip his toes in the Cassidine crime pool. <laughs> crime pool. But he does it with such ease, though. So, I mean... Did watching the whole week clarify things for you? Because at first I thought, okay, he's rigging it so Laura could win, which was my initial thought. And then finally I realized he, towards the end of the week, that he had just messed with this system so, so that it would buy her more time to campaign. But still, it's pretty wrong. <laughs> like either way. It's wrong, but very smart and strategic. So, like, he's very, you know, he loves his grandma and he just wants the best word. And that's the thing about the Cassidines. They're loving and protective, but it always comes out the wrong way. Well, wrong to their people. Like, other people get hurt and yeah. protected the people that they <laughs> care about. But this kid has, like, no fear. And it's really funny because, you know, he really doesn't care and he says what he wants. But I feel like, I don't know, do you feel that Ryan and Ava kind of give him a free pass? That a lot of adults give him a free pass? I feel like everybody does except for Valentine. I think Valentine is the only one that would be willing to hurt Spencer. Hmm. That's a good point. Everybody does give him a free pass, you know, because he's, he's Spencer. He's gone through a lot. He's, you know, he's lost his father. But yeah, Valentine, I don't necessarily know if he would do something harmful, but he definitely treats him as a Cassidine equal as opposed to a child. Yeah, because he was really upset. And when, well, I mean, he did try to kill him <laughs> once and kidnap him. That's oh, how him and, see, okay, I didn't. Oh, right, right, right. That's I how him and Nina met. And Nina turned him in for having kidnapped him. And then everybody forgot about that. Oh, Okay, yeah, no, this is blurry. Okay, actually, I have the funniest comment from Instagram about um, what Spencer did, and I thought it was hilarious. I have to read it. So this is from Chrissy Bear 75 This is what she okay. said. I know it's wrong what he did, but Ned is such a boob. <laughs> he <laughs> sucks as mayor, and he needed to be booted from the job. After all, he hasn't done much of anything for this town. I love that she's so in tune with Port Charles Politics 1. And then she goes on to say, and Margot should watch herself because Laura will go after her if she keeps messing with Sonny and Carly. Whoa! I like that. That was funny, pointed, involved. I liked all of that comment. I felt like she was super knowledgeable. I'm like, wow, she's really, she really knows what, that he did not deliver on any of his political promises. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. So I didn't yeah. even think about that, that if Laura won and was, became mayor, you know, would she have any say over um, the DA, over Margot? That's, that would be very interesting, especially with the turn that's gone on with her relationship with Sunny right now. It's all very weird and muddy. Oh my God, we're going to talk about that. Like, I don't I know, know. We have know. to jump into that because I'm like, we need to. Um, okay, so before we move on to that, I just have to point out this one thing. So obviously Spencer hears that, you know, Laura and Kevin are separated. I mean, he's not stupid. You can send Spencer away, but he's obviously going to like eavesdrop. 
And the fact that they didn't know that, I just don't even. So yeah. what was super funny about the conversation between <laughs> Laura and Lulu, and again, what I love in soap operas is when they don't let the other person speak, and then they like propose 50 different guesses as to why they could possibly be upset. And I love how Lulu was super understanding. She was like, you know, I get it. This woman was, you know, decapitated. And she's like, no, that's not what's bothering me. Kevin wants a divorce. <laughs> it was just like, stop <laughs> laughing. I just found it really funny because she wouldn't stop throwing reasons for her to be upset. And then the moment she's talking about this gruesome murder, Laura had to cut her off and be like, no, that's absolutely not what's bothering me. That's okay. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, it was more like, I feel like it's like, no, you idiot. What's happening? <laughs> But I'm just like, you know, the fact that you think she's the, the all that's wrong is unmotivated. I'm sorry, but you look into Laura's eyes, the girl looked heartbroken. And they're like, you don't seem motivated to go campaign. You gotta be. Well, maybe something's wrong. You know, her marriage is completely on the rocks, but whatever. I thought that was super, super funny. Okay, so you mentioned the weirdness between Sunny and the DA. So I'll let you kind of elaborate a bit more okay, so especially like okay on friday is you know, like kind of jump scene sometimes so i'm like okay did i miss something i think it was friday that like, he's like in the car oh i think it was thursday and, thursday oh maybe it was thursday sorry okay so thursday where he like has the wire on and they're sitting in the car together they're like testing it out i'm like what is happening right now where are we right like, especially happening? especially after their conversation at the floating rib did you not find the whole floating rib scene kind of long for him to get to the point Oh my God, so long. I was like, spit it out already, Sunny. And then when she tries to like slap him and he like stops her hand, he's like, I've worked in soap operas for so long. You can't slap me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably going on the back of his head. That's super, that's super, super funny. Did you, okay, like before we saw him in the car, did you pick up on like a weird dance that they were doing? Um, hello, I said this a while ago. I know, I know. And I also <laughs> said it last week. You say things and then I'm like, no, it can't be because I'm in denial and I want things to be a certain way. And then, yes, you are always right. Everybody, she is always right. <laughs> Melanie, not me. Our voices sound the same. You probably think I'm talking to myself in this whole podcast. In character. Okay, it's not that I want to be right about having a thing. My opinion of this situation wavers because it's like, is he just does she just embody all of the bad and people that he's impacted throughout his work, even though that he feels that what he's doing is justified? And by doing this one good thing, not only is he saving himself, but helping her and he wants to like be there for her. So it could be that, or it could be the other thing because he likes lawyers and DAs. I know he's he's had a history of like sleeping with law enforcement. <laughs> but at the same time, he's also had a history of being very faithful to Carly. So this is where it conflicts because Please. this is the first time that this is happening in the context of him being married to Carly. So I am wondering if he's ultimately going to do what he always does. And this is my hope, especially after I saw today's episode, that he will gain that same level of intimacy, which he has. He's broken into her family. He's seen her vulnerable. He's taken care of her, which means that she is now seeing him as human and less of a criminal. And now it's Sonny and Margot and not the DA and the mobster. So I feel like he may accomplish what he's accomplished with every other DA lawyer, but without the sex. I would like that. Honestly, I don't like, I love Carly and him together. I don't want that to happen, but it was just like, every time I'm like, oh my God, he's lifting her. Oh my God, he's putting her on the couch. I was terrified. (laughs) I was like, 
keep your balance, Sunny, and do not fall on top <laughs> of God. her. All right? Because I'm like, if he slips, it's over. <laughs> Isn't that how it happens? <laughs> Yikes, yikes. I, anyways, I am glad he took his seat. And I mean, I know we're jumping a little bit, but when they, because I'm, I don't know, my TV cut off and I'm sure there was a bit more left, but they started uh, putting the words, you know, like what if when he was there. I just have to say, I could not be more excited. Like, I know that they've done these fantasy what if shows before. Well, the actual what if happened with Jason in terms of actual what if sometimes they definitely do a character centric episode but in terms of what ifs to my knowledge this is the second time they've done a what if but the what if with sunny is so much i find deeper and i could not be more excited for it because this issue of whether you know if he had stayed out of the mob has come up time and time again in all of his relationships he's met a bunch of people in his life that could not handle his lifestyle and sort of wished that they could be with sunny but just not mobster sunny and it's always come up in in romantic relationships even with dante you know what if you didn't do this and especially with olivia because she knew him from her past you know what if you didn't go down that road he has brought it up Carly has accepted him, but there has come times, even though she has said with the whole scene with Mike that, you know, Sonny would have made this choice regardless, like 100% this would have been Sonny's choice. She says that, but I mean, there has come a point where she's even asked him to step back from the mob. So I just think it's just such an important question that's loomed over him and his character and all the people he's been involved with his whole life. So the fact that we finally get to see is just, to me, like super huge. It really is. Like, I can't wait to see how they're going to play it out. I saw, like, that little clip where, like, they have, like, the younger guy playing him. That's his son. No. Yeah, that's his son playing his younger self. The little kid, that's his son. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Because I was like, oh, look at that. (laughs) Yeah, it was so cute. But I'm just going to encourage you, stay away from Twitter. Well, our Twitter account until Monday. Because I noticed, like later in the evening and I've noticed this early in this week I don't know what coast east coast or west coast I don't know what but I feel like some people are getting access to episodes a day earlier because they'll make comments on things that I did not see or on episodes that happened the next day and people started making comments about Monday's episode I'm like no I want to wait I don't know I want to know what happened so yeah so stay off our account (laughs) okay totally I won't I don't I don't really know how to twitter anyways so I will (laughs) Tweeter, tweeter, and I'm joking. I, tweeter, tweeter, I, I know it. it's Twitter. Yeah. I know it's Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, so all the stuff that happened in the middle. Okay, so Sunny goes there to expose Margot. I'm just dying. I mean, not expose Margot, expose Jeanette, Margot's mom. But I'm dying. Okay. This girl was like, she is so determined to solve the case of a man she has never met. And it doesn't mean, and I get that it's her father, but it's not that she's like, no, she has met him, obviously. But the problem is, is that she doesn't know who he is. And we all know he's not that innocent. No, he's definitely not not innocent. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm not saying his life doesn't mean anything, but it's just this conviction for someone that you really just don't know. Like, it's kind of like if you didn't know him basically you're just avenging the death of just some random person that is part of the mob like he didn't just get pulled in he is part of the mob he's part of the whole organization and process exactly like he wasn't an innocent person but what kind of like between her you know rage and the mother trying to defend herself and again those letters with the damn ribbon which i don't know why irritates me and then the mother's like well you know kids are resilient they'll get over things i'm like i know 
and I'm like, I, I was like, kids are resilient. And I'm like, case in point, not this girl. Like, what are you talking about? It literally ruined her life. <laughs> like, like she's so successful, awkward. but at a cost. Like, it was just so funny. But like, did you not notice that they tried telling her? Like, it's funny. Even piled on. He's like, get out. She was in her I house. No, unless like, Margot. <laughs> Unless Margot lives with her mom, I was just like, because I think she went into the basement, and I'm like, that's what I thought too. She went to go grab her coat. Because <laughs> she she went in a door, right, and then closed it. Uh, no, and she, she went to cut, and then two seconds later, they show her at the door, just like saying her last little bit, and then she leaves. So she did leave the house. She did so that as Margot can finish reading the love letters between her and her lover while drinking alcohol and passing out. Super fun night. But didn't okay? Didn't Sam steal the letters? Is it just me wondering, or did she just steal yeah, those I'm letters assuming, with the evidence? No, I'm, assu- I'm assuming she stole them and then they put them back. Because right. he was pretty convinced that they were, like, he looked at the drawer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to assume that they're so good that they <laughs> took what they needed, they sifted through everything, and then they put it back. But I just love how yeah. Sonny's like, I'm going to let you guys handle this on your own, guys. And, like, the like, okay. <laughs> I know that Margot's mom was wrong. Like, I know Jeanette was wrong for, like, murdering her husband, like, 100%. That's not okay. But I do kind of agree with her when she's like, those are my personal letters. And I know at the same time these letters are evidence and that they suggest her part in the murder of her spouse. But at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, they're not things for a child to read. They're literally love letters with this other guy. It's akin to, like, a diary. I just felt like maybe you should give her some privacy. She pretty much admitted to the murder. What more do you need to know? I know. You want to know the, like, intimate details of her and her boyfriend? Like, it's weird. Yeah, it was a bit weird. I was just like, I... Yeah, like, at the end of the day, you're still a child because you're still acting like one. Anyways, whatever. But, like... Oh, my God. And that's the whole thing. Exactly that. She still acts like a a grown-up child. Like, she's still in that place where it's like, Mom, you devastated me. I'm a teenager. I'm going to slam my door. It's like, no, this is pretty serious. (laughs) I just found out you're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're human. You make mistakes. Oh, I was dying when she's like, so you'd write these letters and go to the post office and then come back and what? What? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Okay, but what confuses me is that Margot has on more than one, because it's true, because she's, she's saying, you know, you did this and you came back home. But like, she, you know, you were two. <laughs> <laughs> justifies her affair but on more than one occasion Margot said that her dad disappeared at the age of two there is such a thing called childhood amnesia where we often don't have memories before the age of three so what are you talking about Margot what are you talking about what do you possibly remember you don't remember you may not have been resilient but I think her mom was right in the sense that like she assumed that she wouldn't remember and that that she would have moved on exactly she was kind of like hoping like hey this this will pass She's like, you're two. What do you know? I'm going to the post office to send letters to my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, so that was just really intense, really ridiculous. But I mean, at the same time, Margot has made us feel really, really irritated. But I was so, okay, what made me nervous about her working with Sunny? I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't like this because she's going to show us that she's human. And I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to feel compassion for her. I prefer her as the villain. But of course that's going to happen. Of course she was going to break. And that's the thing. Like, admitting that Sunny was right is huge for this character. It's huge. Because she was so convinced of her own version of the truth. P.S. She's not wrong. And Sunny keeps saying that somebody, a close friend of mine, was wrongly. I know. Like, like, uh uh-uh. Accurately 
Syracuse. I'm happy you're, you know, going to go free, but you lie. And I thought that was so funny when he kept insisting that, you know, somebody I know is being wrongly accused. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just thought that whole thing was just crazy because I'm like, well, now I feel bad for you because now you're actually acknowledging reality, which you haven't done so far. You haven't acknowledged that there could be a truth aside from your own. Exactly. And so her doing that made her human. Not so much the crying, but her being more in touch with a reality that the rest of us were closest to made her human to me. <laughs> and I did not enjoy that. I, yeah. You know what? I didn't, I didn't feel any feelings. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. At least one of us is holding strong. <laughs> I'm still cold inside. <laughs> okay. Okay. Little black heart. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is this girl going to arrest her mom because she says I'm not the DA right now? I was, No, she said I'm not thinking of my career right now. Which could mean she's still the DA, but she's not thinking about it. I think she'll arrest her mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, this girl is insane. This girl is insane. Super insane. Yes, your mom wasn't perfect, but your dad chose to work for a mobster. Exactly. So until she figures it <sighs> out, she might wake up up with a super bad hangover and we'll see what happens at that point but she just wants somebody to pay for that crime and whoever that may be it doesn't even matter because like like she said like our whole world is crumbling apart so so you so you think that she's that she's still not gonna let it go that she'll be close with sunny but it's gonna be like a frenemy type of going after him because at one point when she begins drinking she looks at him she's like is that a confession i'm like is she for real right I now know. <laughs> is she for real right now <laughs> I can't. I can't. And then when Sunny's on the phone, he's like, I can't come home tonight. And I'm like, mm, mm. I if I was receiving know. a voice from my husband, I'm not coming home tonight. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. We have a bajillion <laughs> of bodyguards and drivers and helicopters and airplanes. We can get you home. We can get you home. Exactly. And if he's worried about her safety or her, he can send one of his little guards. Safety? To She's just drunk. I know. But drunk. if he wants to be watch over her he's got their minions <laughs> well he needs her so he can fall asleep and have a dream and think about his what if so we should be thankful for margo for giving us this incredible incredible episode happening monday that is very true okay i, I will i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna i'm gonna look at it that way by the way i'm in the car and i feel like i have a lot of privacy because it's snowing and i did not <laughs> clean the car so no one can really see me so i'm enjoying that i can't believe it looks like christmas right now it's too early um okay so something fun and then we're gonna go into another really big big storyline so let's jump to (laughs) chase and willow and willow and michael oh so very interesting okay so i think the interaction and i'll let you (laughs) chase what did you think of how chase when he walked to kelly's when he walked to Kelly's? No, no, no. I can... (laughs) Okay, what I noticed, because I I think he's so funny, like, he's in his own head, like, that's him trying to flirt. And when he's talking about, like, how to be spontaneous, I'm like, you're such a nerd. You're (laughs) such a nerd. But what caught me is not, like, him walking up to her. What caught me is how quick he stood up and visually stood with Lulu when she showed up. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's what kind of got to me. Because when Lulu shows up, I mean, she looked kind of like, 
oh, they're hooking up. But I mean, oftentimes when you're like, oh, I'm super interested in your love life, you usually like that person because otherwise you're just not super all that interested, I think anyway. But I mean, she was playing along. She was all happy about it. But when like when she walked up to them, it's just that like that visual of him standing with Lulu, like ultimately I think she will end up with Chase. Oh, um, very, very good eye. So yeah, so I, that's, that's what caught my eye. Um, I don't know what I think about Willow yet. I don't really know who she has chemistry with. She seemed to have a bit more of a connection with Michael. Obviously, given the context of where they met, there was a more intimate thing. She was awkward with Michael, but I felt like there was a deeper thing there. Well, I liked when they reintroduced themselves. I found like things kind of were a little bit calmer at that point when um, Lulu wasn't around because she was in the same situation where she's introducing them. She's like, well, now we're here and we're friends and we can speak. Did you catch when she said, though, when she asked Willow, how's your friend that was in the hospital? So I'm wondering if it's like the whole theory of the adopted <gasps> mother. Oh, do you think she's stalking the hospital? Yeah, because I didn't think of that. Because honestly, when Johnny kind of pointed out that possibility, I was like stunned. And I'm like, yeah, that could totally be true. But at the same time, I was trying to figure out like the logistics, like how would we make this true? But it's, but yeah, what if she just... She does have enough information, doesn't she? Because she, she, because, um, so when Brad is with Michael, sorry, I meant Lucas. When Lucas is with Brad and Michael at Charlie's pub, he keeps reiterating that he made a promise to the birth mother that they would not be in contact with Julian. So that means she knows who Julian Jerome is. Right. So wouldn't she know who his kids were then? But he doesn't really know her. So that's what's weird. So she knows him. So it's true. She does have privileged information about Lucas and Julian and his family, and they know nothing about her. So yeah, it could totally be possible. Hmm. I can't, like, I'm really interested to see how that's going to work out because, yeah, oh my God, that's going to be crazy when that comes to light, especially if, if the birth mother's involved in the storyline. Um, yeah, because, you know, she thinks that she gave up her baby and she doesn't know that she actually lost her baby and that's just going to be devastating. Yeah. Especially if she already sees herself as grieving. It's really just all going to come all up all over again. And it's really sad and super depressing that we're talking really? about Really? Okay, so since it's super depressing, do you want to jump to the Brit and Brad reunion? <laughs> oh my gosh. She is all kinds of funny. She's all kinds Love of funny. Her. And, okay, some of my favorite lines when she calls Anna double O Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes, I awesome. love it. I love it. Another thing that I absolutely love is when she goes to Brad, did you make Elizabeth Weber cry? And I just... I freaking know. I forgot how much she didn't I was like, where is that? Yeah. Like, like she's on our side is what I felt like. I was like, yes. Okay, I'm just wondering because, like, I mean, obviously she had reason to be upset with Elizabeth back in the day because, you know what, as much as I, you know, I said, my love for Elizabeth is very context-specific, and though she was cheating on Lucky with Nicholas, I actually did kind of like Nicholas and her together. Yeah. Aside from the cheating, so she cheats with him, but then afterwards I remember she was a bit reluctant to get into a real relationship when they were both free to. Uh, What annoyed me was she seemed to always want him when he was happy with somebody else. That's when all of a sudden she wanted to try. So I can understand why Britt was really irritated by Elizabeth acting like she had a hold on on Nicholas. Um, But I'm just kind of curious as to, like, what words would come out of Britt's mouth if she knew who Elizabeth was dating or who she was with. I know, because she says the funniest (laughs) stuff to begin with. But, like, just a side note on Elizabeth, she thinks she has a hold on a lot of men who doesn't. (laughs) That's true. Like, she thinks that she was in charge of Drew, uh, of supporting him. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. So leave Elizabeth alone for now. We definitely are going to come back to her. But I mean, okay, I just loved everything Brit said. I love the Brit and Brad reunion. Yes. I would say that I wavered a bit once they started talking about real stuff. Because then I started to remember the very real bad things that they did. I know. And that's exactly it. So I was so happy to see them together, her reaction to him. And then they start talking about, like, you know, stealing babies. And she's making it all, like, logical for him. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I am, you know, in charge of watching out for this kid. I'm like, no, you're both crazy. (laughs) But one thing I had never, never thought of was when they brought up Sonny. Like, I never factored him into to any of it. Me too. Like, at all. But then when they pointed it out, I was like, you both <laughs> stole one of his grandkids. Yeah, he's going to kill you. <laughs> I mean, like, Brit survived it, ultimately. But I love when she's like, yeah, you know, something about, like, you don't know what he's capable of. Because aside from kidnapping his grandkid, she did have to deal with him when they were searching for Faison. And that was kind of cool to have the direct interaction between Sunny and her and Jason at that point in time. At that point, when Jason was back, I'm like, hmm, you and Britt would be super, super hilarious together. But I don't really see, like, in what world that would happen. Yeah. But they would be kind of interesting together. So, yeah, that was completely insane when I remembered what they did. And even when Brett, like, she completely avoided that question because she sees, well, first of all, it's hilarious her take on Nell. Like, she sees Nell as super crazy, which she totally is. But then I started thinking, like, before we talked about what happens if, what would have happened if Christina was in town when Nell was. Uh, We know that Christina would have, you know, noticed she was crazy and would have labeled her that way and she wouldn't have been able to pull one over on Christina. But the funny thing is with Brit is that she's a different kind of crazy. So it's kind of funny. Like, it would have been really cool to have all these villains together um, at the same time. I guess it would just be way too chaotic. But, I mean, yes, Brit (laughs) is better than Nell. And she feels she's better than Nell because she loved Ben. Yeah, she would have never given Ben away. Exactly. Like, she actually loved him. She cared for him. And she tried to be the best mom that she could be. And you can see that when everything came to light, that she was genuinely heartbroken that it had gone that far and that she was going to lose everything. Yeah. And when Brad kind of pointed out to Brit, you know, like, we weren't parents and I wasn't a parent then. So I actually didn't know how despicable what we did was. I know. And when he asked Brit, like, how could you live with yourself? Like, I love it. Like, when they really get into that the real impact and the real dose of reality of what they did, but she totally did not answer that question. So I don't think she regrets it. I mean, I think she thinks of Ben as her son and I, I don't think, and and when she was talking to Brad, I think she, when she says it was meant to be, I think she thinks that Ben was meant for her. That's interesting because maybe she just see him exactly that as her son for that point in time in her life. And she'll probably always have a connection to him, but I also love her connection to Spencer and how happy they were to see each other. I know. And I was really happy because I think this is the first time that Britt was in a context where she could actually acknowledge Nicholas's death. I think so too. And when they were together, I'm like, well, why can't you adopt him? You know, and they were talking about like, I missed that time when we were all together. And part of me wonders, you know, what would happen if she stayed and what would happen if Spencer succeeded in getting back Spoon Island? And okay. And there was a lot of mention of Nicholas's name. I know. Throughout the week. So that was very interesting. The fact that like it was his birthday and that she remembered and that like she said, like, I know this day is hard for you or something like that. Yeah. Spencer. I thought that was really, really sweet. And they hugged and like just that sparkle they had. And you can tell like they were just happy and loved each other. But yeah, like I, I couldn't wait. And I can't believe I didn't even think about it last week, like them getting together and what that would mean for like Cassidine and whatever. But I definitely think that Britt and Spencer should have more interactions and see where that goes. 
because this kid is like a freaking adult. <laughs> like he can, like know. he just blows you away in the scenes that he's in. And I kind of have to point this out. So in terms of the breakups on GH, because Spencer was there for um, Jocelyn, and he was also there for his grandmother you know, over breakups. And both times, I just thought, I think it's kind of interesting that it's the male characters who are trying to tell huh. the female characters to get it together <laughs> and to move on and to not dwell and to not kind of let a guy bring you down. It's not, and basically to move forward. And I just think it's, because even with, with Josh, it was talk of like, what about your dignity? And she just didn't care. <laughs> she just didn't care. And I know it's different. Laura was married to Kevin, but I just find it funny that, you know, you have Spencer and all the other guys on GH really trying to tell them, you know, like, screw it. Do you? I like that. That's true. It's a very good point. I really like that as well. And that he's so young and he's giving like this great life advice. <laughs> I know. He's such a sweetheart. I really like him. And I'm hoping that he stays. Did you catch when Laura had said something about being uncertain about when he's going back or if she'll send him back? Yes, I did. So I'm like, okay, are they toying with us or are they going to keep him for longer? Or is it because he has other projects? Right. There's that too. And I was hoping she wasn't toying with us because it sounded like, you know, maybe he'll stay. But then it's like, maybe she'll be like, you rigged an election. You should go back (laughs) to Europe. But it's like this poor kid. You're sending like literally a kid away from everybody and you expect him to stay out of trouble. Like that's how you want him to be on the straight and narrow away. I'm just so angry because, like, you see how emotional he gets, how emotional he got with Britt, how emotional he got with Laura over his dad, how he said he didn't even want to go into Kelly's with Nina there because he didn't want to breathe the air of anybody who would defend Valentin Cassidyne. Like, his emotion is amazing. And that is the same kind of emotion he gave Laura when he kept begging her to stay because he didn't want to lose and not be around his family. And he still got shipped to Europe. So, I don't know. Like, my heart breaks for the fact that he's away. And I don't even know how she – like, I mean, she framed it in the term that I have to protect because Valentin had tried to kidnap him once and he did everything he could to get Spoon Island and to get all of the inheritance, she was concerned for his safety. And also Spencer wouldn't stop goading Valentin and breaking into the house and showing up. So there's there's that. Okay, what That's if... That's why she sent him away. So what if she does still want to send him away because of what happens and that's when him and Britt connect and she keeps him here when he's supposed to be away? Oh my god, that's what got this woman in trouble the first damn time. <laughs> right? Lying. But it's like it's <laughs> I know. Well, I, I mean, look, I just hope that they, he legitimately, get, legitimately gets his place back. That I mean, this kid was hilarious when he was talking to Charlotte. So him at the police station, oh my gosh, I was dying. I was dying because he's like, oh, Charlotte, like he hates her. And I like how Lulu is all um, well, because she still is home. So I mean, forgive me, Lulu, can you not understand why this kid is just a little sad? Um, so when, when Lulu's like um spencer she's my daughter which means she's your cousin um she's also valentine's daughter which also makes him yeah. related through valentine so he's like very related really? Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> like her example and i'm like he's related either way man <laughs> okay wait is it like another cousin brother uncle dad uncle. or cousin brother <laughs> When Lulu was, I swear, when I was just dying. Like, all I could think when Lulu was introducing Michael to Miss Tate was our Uncle Dad podcast from last week. Because I'm like, seriously, you're being like, this is my cousin brother. (laughs) Just like, oh my gosh. It sounds so ridiculous. Even though it's a brother-in-law, it just sounds stupid. So, right. Okay. So, the reason why I'm saying is that Charlotte is related to Spencer is because her dad is a 
is a Cassidine, and he's related. He's Alexis's sister. So ultimately, they're fully related. They're all Cassidine. Right. Come back, Nicholas. Come back, Nicholas. Because if he did rig an election, the FBI are involved. I just feel like the one person who could really help him would be Nicholas. That's true. But just on like a total other side note, I mean, JH has been on for like what fifty plus years. I can totally 55. see the rivalry. <laughs> Hashtag JH fifty five. <laughs> I can totally see them. Like, let's say it's on until Charlotte gets older, but the rivalry between Charlotte and Spencer, like as adults. Yeah, because she full on stole it all. Like, I mean, I mean, I know it's not her fault, but I'm kind of. Like, I know, but still, yeah, Spencer's right, totally Charlotte. <laughs> and then she's like, "I have been decorated in your room," and I'm like, "Ugh." Gosh, who is your mother, Charlotte? You had three so far. Anyways, and, and so many, like, fake daddies and fake mommies. I'm just like, be quiet. She's sweet, though. Except for when she ignored her mother. When she was like, Lulu. When she was like, uh, Lulu was trying to talk to Charlotte. And she was too busy eating her scone. And she, like, flat out looks at Lulu and ignores her. I was like, wow, princess. Wow. Wow. I know. She's a kid. Whatever. I'll lay off. I'll lay off. I'm just 100% team Spencer. And the poor thing having to face down the commissioner, the mayor, and his grandmother. Poor guy. He's like, FBI? And I love how he's Googling. <laughs> like, <laughs> can a minor go to jail for election tampering? I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I like the way they filmed the, um, like, the report or, like, the statement. I thought that yeah. was really look like, like a real newscast and stuff. I really like the authenticity. Yeah, I really, really like that, too. I like the fake media. And by fake media, I yeah. mean media outlets, not, like, media is fake. But whatever. I just love that. <laughs> Because they have their, they have the news and they have their, um, yeah, they have the local news that also does the uh, nurses ball. Exactly. Which it's, it's like, it just brings like a different level into it and you just like get soaked in even more. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to ask you, okay, maybe we'll talk about something small and then we'll go to the Mary Pat investigation. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so what the hell were you thinking when Nina was like, I got a plan, Maxie? <laughs> And calls Peter and asks him out on a date. That was so confusing. <laughs> but I love, okay, I love the Nina Maxi scene because when they realized, like, they they both like guys that they shouldn't like and should they just go with it or not. And this whole conversation over a beautiful pair of shoes and just their chemistry together is hilarious. But when she's like, I have this bright idea. And then Peter's face on the other side of the phone. I was like, I know. He's happening? <laughs> I know. This poor guy is like, I am trying to have a stable life. And you people are just dragging me down but you know what I was a little stunned okay so at first you know I know that Nina is all over Peter and she clearly either is delusional or is just wishful thinking when she had originally told uh, Maxie a couple weeks ago that oh I don't think you guys could ever be that close again but then mm. I was just like oh it's true because what she's doing to Maxie Maxie kind of does to her also like they're both pretty against their respective oh, yeah. love interests but what was surprising to me was that that Maxie felt that she shouldn't be with Peter. She's been giving opposite vibes all this time. And then in the context yeah. of a conversation with Nina, she's all like, we're kind of like hanging around people we shouldn't. And I'm like, since when shouldn't she be hanging around Peter? I know. That kind of threw me. nice and sweet and like a deer in the headlights. Because she actively forgave him. She's been supportive of him. So I was kind of like, are you lying to Nina or lying to yourself? I didn't know what that was about. But I was surprised that uh, Maxie kind of framed Peter in that light. Because I thought that they were good. And I thought that it was super creepy that Nina asked Peter out. Super creepy. I think creeps. so, too. So, okay. So I think because, 
like the love of Maxie's life. Okay, fine. There's like Spinelli, but it was really truly Nathan. Does she still feel like she can't move on, no matter who it's with? Not just because it's Peter. I definitely feel that the not moving on part is is real, and also you know moving on with his brother is super. Yeah, super weird. Super weird. But I do think that she enjoys her time with Peter. So, you know, kind of like, okay, this is what I think. I think in Maxie's mind, she would definitely like some more fake boyfriend time from Peter. Yes. Oh my God. That's a great way to put it because she's getting everything that she needs without crossing any lines and feeling like she's doing something wrong. Exactly. And I mean, that was pretty much what was happening before she found out that he was Faison's son was that she had the support of, partner and it was a fake relationship and I think that she wants more of that until she's comfortable turning it into something real but ultimately of course there's feelings there but I can definitely understand why she would be like a refuse to acknowledge it directly for the time being it hasn't even been a year True. and she just had a baby and like there's just a lot you know when she just recently forgave him like obviously her feelings are there but I can understand her reservations and for all we know she's more concerned about what everybody else will think even that's though it's not too. Maxie, I still think that because she loves Nathan. Uh-huh. I don't think she wants to disrespect Nathan. And I don't think she would want, because I think she does what she wants to do, but I don't think she would ever want anyone to think that she was disrespecting Nathan. That's a really good point. And like this whole Nina thing, like, so this is for Jordan's and Curtis's wedding. Is Maxie going to that wedding? Like, is that why she asked him out? Like that really threw me off. <laughs> no, because she said kill two birds with one stone. So I think what she's doing is of all people to date, to really kind of send a message to Valentine would be Peter. But what she's not realizing yeah. is that, you know, what makes you think that Peter would say yes? I mean, I don't really know if he feels that kind of way about Valentine that he would try to get in his crosshairs by going after Nina. Like, I just don't think that Peter would agree to that. Oh my God. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> Because I don't think Maxie, I don't believe she's, oh, actually, if Maxie did get an invite, it would have been through Jordan because of Nathan, but I don't know. I don't really think she's going to that. I mean, anyway, I don't know who's invited (laughs) to their small boat (laughs) wedding. I know who's not going to the wedding, but um... don't we all, don't we all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So super funny. So the, so the whole investigation. So I'm okay. I'm a little disappointed. And if this continued where they were kind of where they would target Carly. I'm not sure I can love Chase through this, through that stupidity. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I believed in you. Cause I really thought that from his conversation with um, Jordan, when they were talking together, they were really profiling like, okay, you would need this, this level of skill or you yeah. need to know how to do this. I thought that they were understanding that this was somebody who might have been a serial killer or somebody who just was more experienced in murder. Um, yeah. I thought that they were kind of profiling and I thought that based on their conversation, it would obviously take Carly out of the equation. So I was kind of happy with that because I felt like that conversation kind of said, Hey, it's not her. And then Chase asking Anna, Hey, have you ever seen anything this gruesome before? I honestly thought Anna was going to, you know, like, I mean, we'll see next week if that question that Chase asked her takes her back to the Ryan Chamberlain murders. And I just don't understand. Like it's the anniversary of Ryan Chamberlain and you have this gruesome murder. I don't know. Did it cross your mind at all that it could be connected, even if it was a copycat murder well, Lulu due said to the that. anniversary? Like, well, I just she's think the one who brought it up, which has shocked me. <laughs> <laughs> she can score them sometimes, but yeah, I was just wondering why they wouldn't take that more seriously. Um, yeah, so that kind of pissed me off when I saw Chase and Jordan go to Carly's place. 
It's like, come on. You you find the hairs directly in her hand. Do you honestly think that a person who's skilled enough to decapitate somebody cleanly the way that they did would just be like, <laughs> here, hold my hairs? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so let's take it even a step, because I'm thinking about this is funny, and let's take it a step back one where they go and see Franco. Yes! And Jordan looks so bored during this entire interaction. <laughs> I love this Jordan. And Elizabeth's know. trying to like jump in and depend, but like she just looked like, like shut oh, up and let them talk. Uh, right? I was like, she just looked like, can you just finish talking so I can like do grown up stuff right now? <laughs> That's exactly how it came off because, like I said earlier, kind of annoys you when you just don't let the person talk and you just keep guessing what they want. If you let Jordan talk, then you'll know. And if there's a reason that you should be defending Franco, like they're actually coming after him, then by all means, jump in and start saying, I'm calling the lawyer, we're not talking, go into all of that. But that's not what's happening. They said they wanted his insight. And you're gonna sit there pretend, why? Why do you want his insight? Because he has experience murdering people, Elizabeth. You know this. <laughs> <Just> forget. <laughs> and if he can use his knowledge of murder, in a way that could help the community, let him do that. And I just love how, like, he had to intercept and be the grown-up and saying, look, if you're not comfortable, maybe you shouldn't, you should go away. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but that's pretty much what he was saying. That everybody in the room knew why they were here, and she was the only one trying to deny it. And the thing is, like, this is why I think it's such BS of the fact that she's like, I accept you. Because whenever she says, like, when she tries to say, like, I accept you, and she kind of closes her eyes and does that whole face, mm -hmm. I'm like, it always feels like she's trying to convince herself. Because she has wavered in the past over him. That's she's true. always like, been hesitant. It's never been like confident, confident. Like it's always like she's confident when things are good, but when things are bad, she's not confident. Like she's not like she's not confident a hundred percent no matter what. And the fact that she was like, I'm super comfortable talking about your past murdering people. I was like, No, you're not. Your face is hilarious. It was so funny. It was so funny. Oh my okay, but I just had like a personal self revelation if that's what you want to call it so you know how you see in soap operas people never wait for what they're actually going to say and then you jump in and try to answer the question I do that like all the time <laughs> I did grow to... up I did grow up on watching soap operas though so like I'm thinking it heavily influenced the way I interact at times I'm aware of it and I try to stop myself but I do that <laughs> I think we just say that we're that we love General Hospital that much that we communicate in such a dysfunctional way <laughs> Because we love it so much. I'll go with that. I'll stick with that. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. But did you not love Cam's reaction when they came to the house? And he's like, I'm reformed. I'm reformed. Oh, my God. I laugh. <laughs> like, You're so cute. I just want to pinch those little rosy cheeks of yours. <laughs> like, I love him so much now. Like, at first, I'm like, I don't know what to think about you. But now I'm just like, I'm loving getting to know your character. Because, okay, I'm sorry. But there comes a point where it's it's just getting a bit comical and a bit hard to avoid noticing that this boy can't say one thing to his mother without the first response being, what about Oscar? What about Oscar? Yes. I mean, yes, Cameron knows the truth, but even mm -hmm. with that, I think he's thinking, okay, well, this kid is sick and I think that's really sad, but shouldn't you still find me the priority? Yes. Like it, I was laughing when she had that interaction with her BFF that came in with like root beers and moon pies. Yeah. And she's like, I, she's like, I've tried everything to get to, um, is it Aiden? Aiden's yeah, but no, it. I'm like, what but did I'm you try? Like, what did, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, did you talk to him? <laughs> to his face. Like, did you look at his face and just be like, hey, buddy, what's the matter? You know, I noticed you're happy at Halloween, but you know, it's apparently you're quiet in class. 
want to tell mama about that. Like, I just don't, I don't feel like she's done that. She's just kind of worrying and telling everybody what she's thinking, but not telling her kids that. But I have to say, like, I 100% agree with Franco. Of course, I think you should get your kid professional help if it's necessary. But if you could give Franco a reasonable amount of time to just build that rapport, and he said it, you know, like he had so much fun, you know, doing crafts with me and painting and art stuff. I think why not if if Franco is willing to bond with him and to build that trust and to build that rapport and make Aiden time very Aiden centered, mm-hmm. go for it. I'm like 100 percent on board with Franco's suggestion. I agree. He acts so normal, and that's what the funny thing is. So like you know, we I mean we've said this before. Like we know like he's this murderer, <laughs> this like crazy person, but the tumors are gone, so he's like a normal human, somewhat. Very funny. Um, but then he he just like says things that are so far more logical, even without being a parent to Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the, wait, wait, what I love that you said about the tumor is that that's the thing that Elizabeth, her, her go-to. And so when the police are trying to say, trying to ask a question, like they're not accusing him of anything. They just want his insight. And she keeps saying, he had a tumor, the tumor is out. It's like, we know, but it doesn't mean he lost his memory. Like he, he still <laughs> can access all of that information. And I think that's what she thinks because the tumor is out, that history is erased. And I think she, this is it kind of her having to come face to face with the reality of being with him. Is that he holds all of this information. He is this person. No, he is not going to go murder people anymore until, unless provoked, you know, I think he would like anybody else on the show. I think he would definitely, you know, do whatever he needed to do to defend the people he cared about. I think that of him now, but ultimately this is the reality. He's coming face to face with his past and he might be able to help people. Exactly. That's a good thing. Like it comes full circle because like he, he is in that space where he, all he wants to do is help and, and be a, the best person that he can be. And and you can't fault him for that. Like no. <laughs> all that crap happened, but he definitely tries to be the best version of himself. <laughs> I, I really, really think so. But anyways, but I, I think this is really interesting. I think Elizabeth is really going to have to decide like, and I, and I mean, she's, she did, you know, when they had their conversation together, she kind of did. She was able to get through it, but I think she really has to accept things at a hundred percent which means accepting his past and not accepting that his past is over, but that it actually did happen. And he didn't kidnap Aiden. He kidnapped Aiden, 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 (laughs) kidnapped Aiden. And yeah, it doesn't just get erased with the tumor. Like it doesn't get erased from everybody's memory. Like, it's just like, it doesn't really work like that. Like, like you said, like he has those memories and so does everybody else. See, that's the difference between her and Carly. Cause Carly, when she accepts her own mistakes or accepts Jocelyn's mistakes, like the fact that she shoplift, shoplifted, like she doesn't try to hide them. She really, really does own it. And I don't really find that Elizabeth owns her mistakes so much. Oh no. She always tries to place blame or forget that they ever happened. Like it's, that's just who she is. Um, but what did you think about Franco's interaction with Nina? Right? So I was just like, when I looked at that, all I kept thinking was reunited. Does it feel so good? Like, what are we thinking? I mean, they have a bond and I just loved his reaction when he was confused because I feel like that is the reaction you're to have when Nina tells you that she has a daughter. Like you should be floored. Like Ava wasn't floored. Franco was floored. He had the most honest, real... A reaction to the whole situation and I loved it he was happy for her but he was confused Concerned. like yeah and their chemistry and how he like I loved the whole conversation about like how um she's like oh I'm gonna screw it up he's like yeah probably but because we're all imperfect and we make mistakes and da 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 like I just it was to me that was like scene stealer or it highlight really, of the week or whatever it really was and I mean 
I really like their chemistry together, but then at the same time, I'm thinking this guy is so invested in Elizabeth's kids and her. Like, I just don't see that split happening now. And maybe this is just, you know, coming full circle because like with Valentine, you know, the, the thing that broke everything was he reminded her of the child she lost because of what he did to Peter. And with Franco, you know, that whole thing ended because of her wanting a child and him not wanting to. So I don't know. It's like, um, everything just sort of came full circle with Franco, but I don't know what the future holds for them too. I don't, even if it's just a friendship or these cute little interactions, or maybe he's going to have her back when everything goes down with Sasha, like who knows, you know? I'm wondering if he might be the one. I mean, I know he's not fully integrated into that storyline, but he just had this like concern when she said, I don't know if it was just, you know, like you said, confusion or if it was, if it was concern, but he seemed to be like, Hmm, you have a daughter. I like that. He has, okay. Like he goes with gut instinct and he questions things. So same like how he's involved with the Kevin story, but not really. Mm-hmm. He's like, you might be the one to solve it. Same with this one with Sasha. Like he's interjected into all these like different situations. And I like that because he's such a like different character who's like awkward and weird, but has that gut instinct. So like with Sasha, I keep going back and forth. You have some scenes with her. Okay, yeah, so I totally agree with everything you said about Franco, and I just wonder what the end result is going to be with his involvement in all these storylines and the fact that he has this, like, unique insight, like you pointed out. But with Sasha, it's like there are moments where you're like, okay, maybe you're just uninformed. And then sometimes you're like, no, you're you're a douche. No. Like, you're a douche. <laughs> like, this woman told you that, you know, she's been lied to, and you're just like, hmm. I, 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 there's something I didn't tell you. I'm having a hard time finding a job. Seriously? Seriously. I'm like, like, what is... Sorry, no, no, go ahead. No, that's all. I just have noises okay. to make. I know you're angry because like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have angry noises I want to make. You say words. At least you're angry. <laughs> no, like, I was just thinking, like, wait, does Valentine have something over her? Or is he paying her just such a ridiculous amount of money that... She's obviously money hungry and she doesn't make appropriate decisions. So what does he have? Like, what is that line? Oh, he has nothing over her. If he had something over her, he would have gotten her to leave when she was supposed to leave. Because his plan is not going the way he intended it to because she is sticking around. Oh, man. And then her, like, what the hell was that with Griffin? That was the most awkward situation, though. Like, I don't know. I haven't flirted in a really long time, but I've never held up a glass to somebody's face. Have you? <laughs> no. No. I really never thought about, like, placing objects onto someone. It's being like, charge. Do you feel electricity? No. I don't know what the hell she's thinking because, once again, she's just like, oh, they're – she's because she, right now we know that her logic is this. They're not serious. But seriously? That's, again, I'm just pointing out, it is still awkward. Like, you think that everyone is okay with this? And, I mean, I'm happy that they both kind of noticed – but I'm just kind of like, I feel like Griffin, like, it was obvious. Like, she was obviously flirting with you. Yeah. Um, and then when your girlfriend points out, like, she's flirting with you, that's not okay. You don't just stare at her blankly and silent. The proper response is, you're right, Kiki, it's not okay. And yeah, that was flirting. Because how many women have you come across that have not put a glass to your face? <laughs> She's like, oh, he was thirsty. You can have my water. I'm like, wow, this is so through bizarre. osmosis. Were you just gonna like stick it to his face and like I don't understand? And I and I'm like, what is Kiki gonna do? Are you just gonna go kick her ass? Like, like right I know. now? It's like, like I'm thinking, like she's sleeping in the next room. Like, what are you gonna do? 
I mean, at this point, she has her, like, eyes set on Griffin, and I, I actually don't know if it'll matter if Kiki's like, look, you know, I don't know what you're thinking, but we're together, and that's that, like, hands off. Like, I, I don't even know if that would be enough for her to be like, oh, okay, I'll move on to the next. Like, if the no. only thing standing in the way is just, oh, oh, you're serious, so then I'll back off. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. She's obviously, like, a man-eater, and she needs to kick her out of the place. But when she kicks her out of the place, I think that's just going to rev up her motivation to, like, get to hit more. Play the sympathy card. Uh, she's so crazy. And so, on Instagram, too, Demetra Zanateko said, Kiki's going to get screwed big time. Griffin never commits. He will cheat on her. And at first, I'm like, oh, come on. It's a little Griffy. But then when I saw him just stand there and be like, I don't think she was forgetting. Maybe she was just being, I was just like, seriously, Griffin, come on. Don't be so, like, like don't be such a dumb dumb. And then when Ava's like, he's a cheater. That's his pattern. Like, that's his nature. I'm like, maybe he's. You know, like, it was nuts, but it doesn't mean she can't read people. Like, she was right about him. He he enjoyed trying to save her. That's very true. And the thing is, he, he says things like, it's very confusing, because I find that he's he brings up the fact that Kiki's relationship was broken with Ava far too much because of his own guilt. Because Kiki's obviously over it, and she's fine, so stop bringing it up. And then this whole dumb, Like you said, and this, like, this whole dumb-dumb attitude with, like, Sasha, like, you, you can't tell by, like, the glimmer in her eye, the smile, the, like, putting something on your face like you <laughs> it's just inappropriate and let's just say she wasn't flirting okay i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say basic social skills you just don't <laughs> put objects in other people's faces like not when it's not expected like if i say i'm thirsty or i'm hungry i don't expect you to place like a meatball on my face because i said to you <laughs> that i'm hungry so i mean even if he doesn't know what flirting is because he said so much time being a priest they're basic social skills, and that's just, like, not a good one. Like, if I'm going to say, give an example of, like, I have excellent social skills, no one ever says I put glasses on people's face. So I just think that, like, he can at least give this to Kiki and acknowledge that the situation is weird. But, I mean, you know how he came on the show, right? That he was a priest and had an affair with a woman that was married married to Nathan, Charlotte's fake mom. Oh, yeah. That's kind of, that was kind of blurry. I totally kind of put that out of my head. So he did that. Right. And then he left the priesthood for for Nina. Ava. No, Ava. Ooh. <laughs> Ava. Ava. They're so intertwined. Yeah. Um, I Ava. Know, right? And then he cheated on Ava with her daughter. That I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we we rooted for, but ultimately, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Ava's not wrong to say that there's a pattern. Oh my God, Ava's right. Do we really get to say that Ava's right? Well, like I said, you know, she might be selfish, but she she knows bad behavior. That's a good point. And, you know, he, he masks his bad behavior by acting a little mousy. Male mouse. Acting Mickey. <laughs> That's, what <he's> doing. <laughs> That's what he's doing. You know what I mean? He, like, hides his bad actions by, like, I feel so bad that I've done this. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're so pretty. Of course it's okay. <laughs> it's okay when you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, if he doesn't sort of get it together and see what's happening i don't know if kiki is gonna tolerate that and be like okay it's not okay and it's not okay that you're oblivious i think so too i think she's gonna call him on his dumb dumb behavior like she's not gonna let that fly like she's not like that oh please don't die i know right <laughs> and on that note oscar <laughs> i know that's horrible it's super horrible but i don't think he's gonna die so it's okay and i just, don't think so. just to 
to go back. So his doctor, Elizabeth's yeah. bestie, I'm just saying, like, she's trying to be all professional. She's just talking about how hard her day was. And sometimes she questions <laughs> her line of work and her limitations. And then, of course, Elizabeth and everybody's professionalism in Port Charles, whether it's you're a lawyer, confidentiality, you're working on a case with the PCBD, or you're at the hospital and stuff is supposed to be private. There's Elizabeth. You're talking about Oscar and Nero, right? Let's make it explicit. <laughs> you could have just let your best friend just let her talk about her day without sort of ratting out the patient in particular. But that's Elizabeth. I feel like if she didn't say something <laughs> stupid like that, it just wouldn't be an Elizabeth scene. <laughs> I guess I never noticed those little things, you know, like my, anyways, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, but I was happy with the minimum Oscar exposure this week. And so once again, something else that you said... <laughs> Obviously, about the cult. The first, we know it's a cult when she's got a book. She's got I a book. Know. Oh my god! Here we go. Like a, like a mission statement. She had like a mission statement about like what they do and who they are. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> this is so horrible because I'm like, oh my god, she can get me because right away I was like, so you learn these skills? You can just learn to heal people. Tell me more because I was all intrigued. I'm like, well, you know, other cults aren't as productive because this cult <laughs> seems like it can do a lot of good anyway hey, they're curing brain tumors um good on them <laughs> yeah i'm like that's a cult i can get behind but <laughs> it's like but she has the book over to christina and i think you're right i think christina will be skeptical i hope so but i feel like everything we talked about last week and everything you presented i kind of see it happening based on like the minimal scenes that we saw this week well, especially when he had the headache and she, like, put her hands on him, like, I'm going to heal you. And but she like, did, though. <laughs> okay, but, like, the way he looked at her, it's just, like, it sucked him in further to the whole, like, Daisy thing for saving me, giving me a place to live, and healing my headaches. <laughs> I don't know what to think because, you know, the proof is in the pudding and she healed his headache. <laughs> I might be looking up that book on Amazon. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, so Kim's plan didn't really work. Like, she went into Charlie's and was, like, sort of just telling Oscar, like, so you think, or something like that. And then it didn't work out because Mama Bear, which rightfully so. You want to go talk to her teenage right? daughter? What do you want to talk with her about? Her. Exactly. Like, why do you think as a grown-ass woman, you can go into her house and ask to speak to her daughter without letting her know what it's about? Like, this is not the way the world works. And if you're going to already break, you know, a confidence, I'm just saying, you know, who give, who cares if you tell her mother? I'm just saying, like, do you honestly think as an adult, fine, you made the decision you want to tell Jocelyn, and I get that. You know, she's hoping Jocelyn can get through to him. I think that's fair. But do you really think that it's fair to put this information on Jocelyn without Jocelyn's own mother knowing what's happening? Like, you expect Jocelyn to what? Be there for your son, carry all of this, and tell no one? I don't think that's fair. I think you she should have just came right out and told Carly, look, this is what's happening. And, you know, I think if Carly knew what was happening, she would bend over backwards to try to help out Kim and support her I, daughter. I 100% agree with that. Like, the like Carly is good that way. But, yeah, that she wanted to like kind of go around her and just talk to her, like, that that was terrible. But do you want to get to the light side of things or do you want to speak more about Kim's interaction? Yeah, with let's get into it because you want to talk about Kim and Joss, right? Yeah. Chaos. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was so cute when she came home and then she had to like go change for when yeah. he gets there. I was like, but I love Carly's face. She's like, why do you have to change? 
but I, I, oh my gosh, but I find their interaction so real, and I just love how she teases her, like how Carly, sorry, how Carly teases Joss, I think that is, it's so funny, it's so cute. Well, because Carly's really being a mom, like, it's not about being her friend, it's about being her mom, and just kind Mm -hmm. of like, making her a little bit uncomfortable, but allowing her to talk and still have the freedom, so she, she does a great job of like, fitting in all those boxes, and just being like, why are you doing this, and asking one too many questions to be the annoying mom. (laughs) No, but it's perfect. You know, she knows where yes. to push and she knows where to back off and it still all stays quite comical. But I mean, just look at the difference. You know, he says, I'm going to Joss's house and Elizabeth's response is, what about Oscar? And then Carly's response to Joss is, are you being fair to Cameron? Like she I was love- concerned about Cameron. And I love what she said because she never told Joss that a rebound is bad. Yes. She never said it was bad. She never said, don't be with Cameron. And that this is all just a reaction to Oscar. She'd never said that. She just said, if you are going to do this, just make sure that you genuinely want to spend your time with Cameron. Love Carly parenting advice. Definitely going into the notes. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that she, because I feel like she's everyone's mom. And it's in those moments that it's really apparent. Like, yes, she loves her kids and they're her priority. But I find she cares about who they care about. You know, like she really cared for Kiki. That's true. That's true. She's good like that. Yeah, so that was, I, I really love ending this on a really, you know, light note, and I really loved them two together on the terrace, and I'm like, were they drinking coffee? Are they old enough to drink coffee? But I'm going to let that go. I'm thinking it's hot chocolate. I think it's hot chocolate. chocolate. Okay, but I just love them looking yeah. at the stars, and I love seeing, again, again, just peeling the layers from Cameron when he's like, I know this star, and he's saying smart stuff. I'm like, this is so cute. This is so I'm... cute. And, like, her opening up about her part of herself, about her dad, that she, like, never talks about. And then the gift, and it was just, oh, it was so cute. I really, really loved it. But I'm just saying, Joss, when you're like, oh, I know, like, you don't want to pretend to be my boyfriend. I'm like, he did kiss you, no? <laughs> right? <laughs> he he oh kissed you when you're with Oscar, and you're not, like, computing that. Because, you know, all guys do that. You know, when you're hurting, they're like, I'm just going to kiss you. It has nothing to do with my feelings for you. Oh, maybe that's like in poor Charles. Like he's just like, oh, he put his face on my face. That means nothing. She put she put a glass on my face. That means nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh, they they really do need a handbook <laughs> on normal human interactions and and what to look out for. But yeah, so I mean, I just find it's funny that she just. You know, anyways, I, I think it's really, really cute. And I love them building this relationship. It's adorable. Definitely. Oh, we have, I feel like we have so much more to cover. Okay, what do you want to do next? No, we just did everything. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> Why? What am I missing? Okay, my highlight, like, one of a cute, just a reference, like, when Anna and Chase were speaking, he's like, okay, can you talk to me about any other situations that have happened? And she's like, well, there was that vampire situation. So they did bring up the vampire thing again with Finn there, which I thought was really cute. Oh, that is so weird, because I said that earlier, that he asked about the case, and I'm wondering if next week she's going to answer Ryan Chamberlain. I never (laughs) realized that she answered the question. Yeah, she answered, like, the vampire thing. So I don't know if there's any more to that, but I thought that was really funny and cute. I... Do you want to talk about how chilling Nell was? Oh my gosh, I'm horrible. <laughs> how can I forget that? That's like that was that was huge. That was a big surprise. I don't think did I? Yeah, I maybe okay. Yeah, I want to talk about that because that happened and I I was here this week. I watched it. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was so. So was that like 
that was a bonus, right? Because I'm just thinking, they didn't know that they were going to find Nell, and they certainly didn't know that they were going to be able to prove that she wasn't insane. Like, that wasn't the goal of this trip. No, not at all. So I thought, like, I was all geared up and ready for them to open the door and for him to be there lying on the floor moaning and, like... You thought was... he was really going to be there? I don't know. I mean, I keep being hopeful that, you know, eventually he's going to get saved because I don't know how they're going to wrap up the storyline. But when Nell was there, and then when Sam talked about what Carly had done, and I'm like... I got goosebumps. Yeah, because I was like, when, when Sam pointed that out, I'm like, oh my God, this is what's happening. But what was amazing was when Jason looked at her and he's like, Carly did it better. And I was like, what? I know. And then Fair. the look, Nell gives the crazy, like when she looked up and made eye contact with him, I was like, she is so freaking crazy. <laughs> she really is. And now we know what they're talking about because I was listening to the Stone Cold and Jackal podcast and I was catching up and he was referencing a scene with her and, and something that she had to do during the scene. And so, yeah, it was really cool to finally see what they were talking about because I'm like, why is he talking about the scene with her? I'm like, I don't know, like, is she coming back? So that was really cool to see what it was. But wow, I really didn't think, I really didn't think they'd be able to, that they were going to make her life even worse. <laughs> they were there i know and then the fact that she gets caught in the line everything like that but it was a really great bonus scene like i love seeing like curtis sam and jason work together like that was really awesome and just watching curtis like walk through and like convince the woman who he is and like he's like oh fakers can create websites in like five seconds like he did (laughs) i know and then when he was like you should call the real agency i was like Curtis, um, are you sure she should be doing that? Like, he was starting to get me at some point. I'm like, how how thoughtful were you in this project? <laughs> yeah, it was it was like really good, and I like seeing them all together. And I like um, I do think it's about time that him and Jason bond because if because if Jason never had somebody who thought he was Jason, then Jason and Curtis would have been friends, and not Curtis and Drew. Yeah, totally. Like they definitely have like a just the way they carry themselves and they have their friendships and all of that. Like they would get along, but uh, yeah, he has best friends with Drew and Drew's is like friend or whatever. Um, but I definitely like those, that trio together and a great scene of them just kind of tag teaming the whole situation, even though Carly's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I have something to say about when they were trying to convince Carly to let them go through with it. But first I just want to, about first, I feel like I'm Julie Chen. Um, <laughs> but first I want to say that if anybody can kind of lure Jason and Drew out for drinks it would be Curtis and he would make that all kinds of funny and all kinds of awkward so I'm just throwing it out there because that would be a super funny bonus scene to see them all in that awkward position but um what so yeah so when they all showed up because I mean Jason is so amazing and I mean obviously they're besties for life you know the way that he really offended her when it came to Nell the fact that he shoved Carly in Nell's face and the fact that he would take on the case for her just just to give her peace of mind. Like, this guy's going to break into a place that he's already broken into because just because of her. So when they were trying to convince her, and I don't know if I'm reaching, but if, I love when Carly and Sam get along. Um, I really do. And I felt like what, what Sam was saying, like when Sam said it was okay, I felt like, to me, that was what Carly needed to hear. Because Sam... And her developed a relationship and she developed her respect for Sam and she wants them to be together. And I think she's trying to be Jason's best friend. Like they are best friends. And I think she's trying to respect Sam and her relationship. And I feel like she would never want to take Jason away from Sam. So when Sam kind of said it was okay and we really want to do this for you, I think that more than Jason and more than Curtis trying to convince her, like I think that was it for Carly. 
I don't know. I, like I think that, that might have been too, like, a lot, like, reaching, but I just felt like, based on their history, I just feel like Sam's words meant a lot, and I felt like it was, like, this unsaid understanding between the two. Like, it's okay. Kind of like them both saying to each other, I respect what you have with Jason. Yes, I find, like, maybe maybe we do look into this a whole lot, but I there are a lot of undertones that we catch that lead to something else. So I, I would definitely believe that. Like, I didn't see it. I don't, I don't think I was paying that close of attention, but I can definitely see why they would do that and how important that is. And well, how I great think... that looks for, like, the woman bond and them respecting each other over Jason. That is exactly it, too. You know, they're both really strong characters, and it's annoying. You know, I don't I don't want them to have to fight over him. And, and mm-hmm. anyways, they've just come a long way, and especially having to live through a world where they felt that he didn't exist did bring them closer together, and I do like it when they get along. And I just think that's the that's sort of, like, the bonus of, of a soap opera is that there is so much history. So when you are watching the scenes, sometimes things trigger that history, and you're kind of watching a scene today through that lens of the person's entire history and relationship. So yeah, I really like that. I really like that scene. And I love that everybody is willing to, to kind of get together and do all of this for, for Carly. Me too. And now we're done. <laughs> oh, so good night to you too. Have a fabulous weekend. You talk too. To you. Thank okay, you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.